0: Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm the one now that has to tell them to like, subscribe, and follow. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're the guy. Okay,
0: do that, and have your friends do that, too. Like, subscribe, follow, this is truly news. Oh, thank you. Now, remember, you do two stories, I do two stories, we're out of here. This is true, really news, with Scott Combs and Tony Vercanis. All the news you're about to hear is true. Really? As far as you know.
1: This from Patrick. My God, man, at our age, we can't do simple math. (laughs) (laughs) from patrick reed our vlad in liverpool reverend mike hall was shocked shocked i say to discover the house he owned for 30 years had been sold without his knowledge that would be shocking reverend hall had been in north wales where he received a phone call from neighbors in august who told him someone had turned the lights on inside his property in luton drove back early the following morning to find the locks had been changed Called the police, but the okay, builder... That's always
0: a good move if you're going to like hijack a house.
1: Right. When, uh, the uh, the builder went to fetch the new owner's father, who told him he had bought the house in July. Hall was shocked to see the house completely stripped of furniture, all furnishings, furnishings, carpet, curtains, everything was out of the property and a builder was working inside. Police who arrived on the scene said, wow, this is a civil matter rather than fraud, because land registry online documents showed the new buyer as the registered owner of his home, meaning they legally owned the property. How? Because it was in the register. At that point, the police said there's nothing further we can do here. It's a civil matter. You need to leave the house and contact your solicitors. Not very civil, but okay. However... But for sure, police are now said to be investigating after the BBC found a duplicate driving license and bank account set up in the name of Mr. Hall, and it had been used to sell the house. So the BBC has to begin such investigations because the police apparently can't be bothered. Well, they've got, you know, stuff. I got. I've got
0: a. I've got a hound to witness later. I've got a thing and you know, I, I've got to, I would otherwise I mean you know anyway, I would. Rest and I, eye for and Adrian's I am sorry name. about and I am sorry about your husband, but I I <laughs> nothing we can do. No. Maybe the flying squad was actually <laughs> flying. Mm. So forget a rude awakening, this story verges on terrifying. Ruth Hamilton, Golden British Columbia told CBC News that she woke up one morning to her dog barking. The next thing, there was a huge explosion and debris all over. I mean, on her. Does the dog have superpowers? (laughs) Crypto. (laughs) (laughs) After realizing something had punched a hole in her ceiling, she called 911. While answering the operator's questions, she moved a pillow, a bed pillow and discovered a melon-sized a space rock that must have landed inches from her head where while she? she was sleeping. Golden British Columbia. Is anywhere near where they found the Viking stuff? I don't know. Is there an Air Force base nearby it? Ooh. Or, or did somebody lob, you know, let's empty the urinal now while we have a chance. Well, no, not if it looked like a space rock. Peter Brown, a physics and astronomy professor at Western University in London, Ontario, not England. Sorry, Vlad. Uh, Confirmed that the rock was certainly a meteorite. but will require further study to determine its exact
1: origins. Is she going to keep it and show it to her grandkids?
0: I don't think she can. It's a meteorite. No. It's got special scientific. Specialness. Yeah. It's got. Yeah. Because it's a meteorite. Mm. Fell down from the sky. Right through the house. Yeah. Wow. Wasn't like Buzz Lightyear. Flying at all, no. And he's never landed just feet from her head, As <laughs> far as we know. I'm expecting the dog would have barked then too.
1: Exactly, Angelo Frigoland, ninety-four. No sign of intelligent life anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Angelo, is
0: foreshadowing this is true, really? Say again. Was he foreshadowing this is truly? Really? I think you know, was. like in literature, where they have the. The foreshadow of yes, things
1: to come. Angelo Frigoland, ninety-four, parked his Lancia Fulvia, nineteen sixty-one, outside the news agent he ran with his wife. So basically, it was a they went to work, right? And it was they had a shop, sold newspapers, all that. Yep. Kind and of he stuff. has a classic car of some yeah. Um, Bertilla Modolo in. Canegliano, Conegliano, Northeast Italy. Oh, this is the thing I'm... And forgive me because it's Italian and it just messes me up. So this 94-year-old gentleman, gentleman parked his Lancia Fulvia. He took his car. He parked his car. <laughs> and it in, was... In what? front of his nudes agent shop in 1974. So he came. He parked his car back in 74
0: in front of where he worked. The business he owned with his wife. <laughs> he told... Il gazettino, gazettino, yeah. No, Il he, Gazzettino. Wouldn't, he wouldn't do that. He did not like my They were. He's a pot. I believe he. He's an Italian. He's Jewish Italian.
1: <laughs> I ran the newsstand under the house for forty years, together with my wife, Bertilla, ten years younger than me. When I opened the business, I was happy to have the Fulvia parked in front of it because I had the newspapers to unload in the trunk, and then I, you know, took them inside. After the couple retired 1974, I'm guessing, they left the car in the same spot, and it has since become part of the picturesque town. It is now a local landmark attracting tourists and visitors from far and wide. A freaking old car that got left.
0: Not abandoned, mind you. Yes. Right, it's just well, sitting there. Oh, well, and I couldn't be, I, I couldn't make a time to move the car. I'm I ask you the, the godfather cover. for a favor, but it was kind of expensive. Just do the life story. Didn't want to kill the like, the horse with the head. Was, <laughs> well, I can't do my Italian end like, ends up Jewish. I don't understand you, you, that. <laughs> yeah. You in accents. A police standoff <laughs> that began on. Hmm, a police, a police. I oh, never mind. <laughs> police standoff <laughs> that began on October 6th. Finally came to an end more than 48 hours later as a man wanted in connection with an assault case climbed down the tree that he had taken (laughs) refuge in. So he held the tree hostage. Did did any part of that? Yeah, there's something odd when you're tree. I'm thinking it was Bart Simpson. He's older now. When police arrived at the Queens, New York, home of Rudy Thomas in response to a call about a domestic dispute during which the 44 year old had threatened his mother uh, Thomas climbed out of a second story window onto his roof. He then leapt from the roof into a 30-foot spruce tree where he spent two I'm sure five-star nights. Wow. Yeah, according to Fox 5 New York, actually it's Fox 5 NY, but I think that's New York. They should have a theme song by the who. They hey a negotiator was ultimately able to talk Thomas into leaving his perch. Really? Yeah. Would have been funny if it was leafing his perch. But eh, eh, well, you know. Thomas had a warrant out for his arrest because he punched his girlfriend, apparently, in September. This guy's a real gem. We should keep he him. surrendered to police, and the
1: police did what police would do in this case. Send him back up the tree. Stay there. Don't come out.
0: He was. They sent him to evaluation because he was obviously out of his tree oh for no just carry on hit the stop button soul hurt that's my job this is true really news send email to titr at netradio.network